tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. If those iconic 80s sayings don't ring true, you might not be a fan of the original Ghostbusters. Jason Reitman set to revitalize his father Ivan Reitman's legacy with Ghostbusters Afterlife. I've watched the latest trailer and have some thoughts on the subject, and I still have hope, my friends. If you haven't seen the trailer, definitely check it out and join us next on the latest episode of I'm Not Famous. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. So I want to talk a bit about Ghostbusters. Not the 2016 abomination, but the second trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie has come out. And I just want to have a talk about that. I uh, haven't spoken about any movies for a while. Haven't seen any movies for a while. I haven't been to the theater since COVID dropped. Uh, look, a lot of that is because there's not a lot coming out. But even on streaming, I haven't really been impressed with Hollywood's offerings lately. I'll be honest, most of it is filled with... Um, identity politics and and narratives they're trying to push and all of that uh, gets pushed to the forefront overshadowing anything resembling a story or a plot and I think that is really sad because we all go to the movies um, for enjoyment and, and escapism and uh, we don't need virtue signaling we don't need to be preached to we'll walk a, watch a, a self-help video if we want that but in any case <clears throat> on a positive note, this trailer, the one before it and this one, I still have hope. Uh, although Hollywood's done this before and and burned people, the old bait and switch. Uh, they just did that recently with He-Man, but I'll go into that another time. But anyway, at the moment, uh, this trailer looks really great still. I'm, I'm very positive. Uh, and I can see that they... Uh, are really paying respect to the original Ghostbusters uh, from 1984, and that's important. And just before I talk about the trailer, that's that's the thing that Ghostbusters 2016 reboot really missed. You know, they have the opportunity to continue the spirit and legacy of the original movie, even though, of course, it's going to be a new cast. Uh, and they really didn't do that. They threw the baby out with the bathwater and. And, and you know, they felt it. The fans didn't like it. And it has nothing to do with female cast. I can't believe I always have to keep reiterating that. But it's sad that we think, oh, <clears throat> that's just because all you toxic males don't like women. Oh, my God, please stop. We just like good stories and good characters. Men, women, whatever it is. Um, you know, that cast was just thrown together and they thought, oh, they're all comedians, it'll be funny, they'll be great together. And they weren't, it was a disaster. Um, you know, uh, no, they weren't. They weren't Sarah Connor or Ellen Ripley or Wonder Woman or all these strong female characters that everyone gets behind. So yes, of course it can work. It's about having a good story and a, a cohesive plot. And, you know, I wanted to also talk about where, where does that also fall over? It seems like a lot of these movies lately, when they have to build up a female character, they have to emasculate and knock down the male char character and uh, make him look like an idiot. That, that's also ridiculous. Where did this come from? 
for for <laughs> for decades, movies have been able to balance this. Um, I can think of so many examples, but I did want to talk about one that I was thinking about recently, which is The Matrix. This is a fantastic example of a male and female character um, um, enhancing each other, and they're better for it. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss playing Trinity. Where would Neo be without Trinity? I mean, she's in the uh, the opening scene. Of course she's awesome and it's action and she kicks ass, but she doesn't take away from her male counterpart. She falls in love with Neo. That doesn't make her weak. He actually draws from that and she draws her strength from, from him as well. I mean, I, I don't know. Art imitates life and I think smart people in real life get it that that men and women work together and support each other. And you know, that can certainly be reflected in the movies. So I don't, I don't get where they're going with that. But anyway, uh, Ghostbusters. You know, Ghostbusters is one of those movies, even more so than even Back to the Future, to be honest. For me, it really defines the 80s. I don't know. I suppose coming out in 84, uh, you know, Back to the Future is 85, and then the 80s started to blur into the early 90s. But, but yeah, it's one of those movies when you're, you're at home, you're not feeling well, and you're curled up in bed, and when Ghostbusters comes on, you just you just feel better, and you watch it every time. Um, you know, I mean, movie fans watch movies over and over. I know I do. You want to get that feeling again, and Ghostbusters certainly has that. And you know, had the great cast that resonated through time: uh, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. And we've lost Harold Ramis, again, certainly one of the backbones of it, the writers. He was an amazing writer and director. Directed one of my favorite movies, Groundhog Day. Come on, Bill Murray, Groundhog Day. But with the new trailer, there obviously is a bit of an element of Stranger Things because it's going to center around the kids. And, I mean, that's all right. That could work. Um, hopefully it's not just being used as a novelty because, to be honest, even Stranger Things is getting a bit been there, done that. But this plot centers around uh, Egon, uh, obviously. You know, they had uh, a life outside of ghost busting. Uh, he had a, a family and a daughter. And so this movie will uh, center around, it seems, uh, his granddaughter and her friends. And that's pretty cool. Um, they've, uh, they've moved to a small town, and it was uh, Egon's uh, farmhouse. And so they're living there. And she goes down to the basement, starts going through some old stuff, and starts to find some Ghostbuster equipment, some Ghostbuster traps. And, of course, you've seen the trailer. Um, they go in the garage and find the very iconic hearse that we all know and love, one of those most famous movie cars along with the uh, Mad Max Interceptor and the DeLorean well you certainly have to put the Ghostbusters hearse in there and they uh, well you know they start to develop a plot which I hope doesn't just you know rewatch re the same stuff because that can happen it did happen in Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> I don't hate Ghostbusters 2 I don't mind it but it was a bit same same uh but, you know, hey, has ghosts and something has to ensue with ghosts. So that's going to happen. 
but obviously some paranormal activity starts happening in the town and we've thrown Paul Rudd in there who, you know, <laughs> I think he's always a hit. He's another one of those ones I think is, is, is so very intelligent and that comes through in the, in the comedy. Um, kind of like Ben Stiller, you know, they're, they have this Charlie Chaplin-esque, um, you know, ice, ice feeling to them, I suppose, in a way. And uh, just brilliant. And I, I think he's good like that. But again, it's not always if the, the actor's not in control of everything. It's not their fault if something's not uh, written well and going the right way. But again, so far, it, it looks pretty good. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if it's something where they'll bring back other connections like Gozer from Ghostbusters. Again, that might be cool or it might be a bit, like I say, same, same. But as long as they do it with, with intelligence and paying respect, which is great. That's, that's also what brings fans, when you tie it into the original. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean all the original cast, but in this case, obviously Harold Ramis has passed away, but that lineage lives on through the granddaughter. So who do we want to see? Of course, we want to see Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray to reprise their roles and uh, not be completely emasculated and, <laughs> and, and shit on like they were in the Ghostbusters 2016 movie. They were just made to look like complete idiots and it was just, it was silly. And you know, how that movie just, they thought they could just reboot it without them, throw them in it just as a bit of wacky campiness, but with no real reverence to the, to the uh, legacy of the, of the original movie. So we do get that little teaser at the end. Uh, the phone rings and uh, it's obviously uh, Dan Aykroyd saying we're closed. Uh, uh, the character Ray, obviously. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice. And, and Ernie Hudson, yes, of course. Can't forget Ernie Hudson. Um, uh, best line ever, telling the, the white mayor, I have seen shit that would turn you white. I mean, yeah, he has some of the best lines. Uh, you know, why do you want to be a Ghostbuster? If it's got a paycheck in it, I'll do anything. Um, and Annie Potts pops up again, a nice little throwback and tie-in to the nostalgia of the original movie. So, uh, again, all these things are, are looking positive. Um, of course, the effects are, are going to be cool. The original one was certainly groundbreaking. I actually think they hold up pretty well to this day as well. Um, but... Yeah, there's just always that worry that <laughs> it's a bait and switch, and I don't know, something, something's going to go horribly wrong. We've, uh, we've been uh, burnt before, um, once bitten, twice shy. I tell you, that's, that's the entire fan base, I think, right now for any, any Hollywood 80s and 90s movie, especially when it's been uh, rebooted. Uh, I don't think Hollywood knows how to do that very well. There's some sprinklings of good reboots here and there, or if they don't take it too seriously. I think 21 Jump Street did that well. Still, uh, it went in a different direction, but it didn't uh, didn't try to, to slam it or hurt it or, or you know, alienate the fans. Uh, I really, I feel like some Hollywood filmmakers, they must be out to do that purposely because they're doing it so well. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> they excel at it. Um, <clears throat> and I've had this conversation before with someone. It's not, not saying the fans drive it, but it's just, 
don't don't be driven by another narrative or another some sort of cause that you're putting in front of the art of your movie just make the movie you want to make and well okay if that was crap well that's all on you but if you're getting pressure i don't know i don't know what it is the writers the producers hollywood itself i don't know what machine is pressuring people to to steer movies down a certain path even though they know at the end when they watch it even they probably get a feeling in their stomach this is crap how can they not know it's crap but look that's all i wanted to say that uh, i'm pretty excited and this one is certainly going to bring me out of the the shadows and the darkness of our caves during covid and bring me to the to the theaters for sure i'll see that um i'll put money on that i'll be like all the kids at the end of indiana jones and the temple of doom you know and when they're saved from the mining caves and they run out in the sun and they all put their hand up to the sun. Hi! That, that's, that's me running out to the theater. I haven't seen sunlight in a year. But uh, I will be excited to see all the hijinks of the Stranger Kids, Stranger Things kids um, and, uh, and Ghostbusters. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be another, another teaser trailer before it opens. But... Uh, at the moment, high hopes. All right, hope you enjoyed that. And, uh, well, I'll probably certainly be doing a review on the movie when it comes out. All right, talk to you later. Bye.